It's time for another hour of community-based programming. You're listening to 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, February 24th. Lake Ozark Fire Protection District has added pet oxygen masks to its frontline medic units. The mask will keep pets safe in the event of a fire. The new pet masks come after a recent fire in the district where a resident was saved, but her pets were not. The masks were presented as a donation at Lake Ozark Fire Station Number 1. The St. Charles Boat Show is underway, hosted at the St. Charles Convention Center. It's the only boat show in the St. Louis area for 2023. So if you're a Missouri boater and are looking to prepare for next season, the St. Charles Convention Center event runs through this Sunday. The Lake Pub Crawl, a.k.a. the Mardi Gras Pub Crawl, is bringing three days of fun to Lake of the Ozarks this weekend. Starting today and going through Sunday, the Mardi Gras party does not stop. This year will include parties at Dog Days and Encore, as well as various other pub crawl spots. And transportation is back this year, with buses running on Saturday, starting at 4 in the afternoon until midnight. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by Adair's Wildlife Removal Service, offering affordable solutions for all of your residential and commercial nuisance animal problems. Adair's keeps the wildlife where it belongs, in the wild. Serving Camden, Miller, and Morgan Counties. Online at adairs-animals.com or call 573-378-8739-573-378-8739. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV Sports Update for this TGIF Friday. Doesn't seem like it, but the baseball season is here. Kind of. Spring training games start tomorrow for the Cards and the Royals. Actually, the Royals play today against the Rangers. They'll play the Rangers today and tomorrow. The Cardinals' first spring game is tomorrow against the Nationals. How about that? High school basketball regular season came to an end for Camdenton last night at California. The Lakers are the number six seed in the district tournament. They will play third seed Rolla Wednesday night, next Wednesday night, 9 o'clock in the district tournament. As far as Eldon and Osage, they'll play each other in their district tournament. Eldon, the number five seed, Osage number four. They'll play Monday night to see who stays alive. Versailles, the number one seed in that district. They're 19 and six, and they will play the uh, Eldon Osage winner on Wednesday night. Max Creek boys season came to an end earlier this week, losing in the district semifinals. Max Creek girls. They're still playing after winning the semifinal last night against Humansville. They'll look for a district championship tomorrow night. College basketball tomorrow. Mizzou looking for win number 21 of the season at Georgia. MSU Bears are 15 and 14. They'll play Sunday at Indiana State. St. Louis Blues have been struggling big time the last couple of months. They'll be busy at home against the Penguins tomorrow night. And, of course, 
The Chiefs, the early odds-on favorite to repeat as Super Bowl champions next year. How about that? Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, including the high school basketball coaches show. One more week left. We'll finish off this week talking with the Max Creek coaches after a great season for both the Pirate boys and girls. Next week, we'll talk with the California girls coach ranked in the top ten in the state. Are they going to be able to win a state championship? We'll talk with their coaches. That is the High School Basketball Coaches Show on Lake TV. You can see it every day at 10.02, 2.02, and 6.02. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday. The goal of Key Radio is to offer the community an opportunity to share information and to express their ideas and opinions. Key Radio presents a platform for all types of information. We encourage interested content providers to create podcasts that explain the finer points of business, family issues, arts and entertainment, religion, government, and more. Key Radio is also looking for unique and one-of-a-kind podcasts as well. Key Radio is based on positive and productive podcasts that encourage and inspire our listeners to become engaged in their community. For more information on becoming a content provider, call 573-280-0532 or go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. You're listening to 89.3 The Key. Key Radio, K-E-Y-K, keeps you in the know. What better way to spend the day than the 39th Annual Lake of the Ozarks St. Patrick's Day Parade? Come to the historic Bagnell Dam Strip at Lake of the Ozarks, Saturday, March 18th at 1 p.m. Grab the lawn chairs for an afternoon of family fun, watching the various floats, cars, motorcycles, and even boats as they make their trip along the strip. That's the St. Patrick's Day Parade, March 18th at Bagnell Dam.
If you've got a topic you'd like to share with the community, contact us right here at 89.3 The Key. Well, I don't know about you, but it is 8.07, and I am ready to uh, to get things rolling here on The Daily Show. I am uh, more than ready to get things rolling on The Daily Show. I, uh, I just got up today, and I thought, man, there's just so much going on at the lake and so much cool stuff and so many cool people. I said, I just want to get out and talk to people, and that's what we're going to do for the next two hours. Of course, Ike Skelton, if you're watching us on the SRG Financial Advisors Key Radio in-studio live camera, he is in the studio with us, the presiding commissioner of Camden County. We're going to get caught up. We haven't had a chance to talk with Ike in a couple of weeks, and I'm sure there's uh, maybe a few things going on that we can talk about with Ike. How about uh, Dave Maupin joining us as well, the gadfly will be in at uh, 9 10 this morning to talk about what's rolling what's moving what's shaking uh, with his uh, journey that he takes us on each and every week among the dogwoods so looking forward to that did reach out to dr lisa thomas she's going to be on the program next week a couple of other interesting folks we might be talking uh, to a gentleman who has thrown his hat in the ring to uh, to run for mayor in lake ozark also I got wind of uh, some other information uh, uh, going on uh, out there in Max Creek. Uh, thank you, Jerry, for that. And we'll uh, see about maybe getting those folks together. Uh, also, some other guests that uh, I've been looking at uh, trying to get on here, and that is none other than our friends with Lake of the Ozark Stop Human Trafficking Coalition. I met with uh, these folks. I actually talked to some nice folks at the uh, expo last weekend. We'd like to get them back on. And uh, those those folks are still looking for a safe house, by the way, um, a place where they can house people that uh, maybe have been involved in sex trafficking or human trafficking and uh, help these people get out of it. Because uh, for all that uh, they have done here at the Lake of the Ozarks, uh, they would like to get that safe house. And I would certainly like to see something like that come to fruition uh, within the next year if we can make that happen. If there's a realtor out there that knows of a house or uh, some property or something uh, that could help these people out, man, it's about time that uh, you step up because these folks have been looking and working and helping and doing what they can to uh, really deal with uh, human trafficking. And in our area, uh, we've got uh, the human trafficking, we've got the sex trafficking, we've got people that are, you know, being forced into doing certain types of labor and and, and all of these other things. But that is a topic that uh, we'll hopefully be able to address down the road because I know these folks have got an event going on in the month of March, and I hope that you will be in attendance. Got a phone call last night from Mindy Sales. Mindy, was talking to me about uh, the uh, the Bianchi benefit that they had over at Shawnee Bluff Winery. Were you there last I night? I was. Yes, I was. Yeah, good, good, good event. Yeah, good turnout? Yeah, it was a pretty good turnout there. Good, good. Yep. Well, I'm glad to hear that because, yep. uh, of course, uh, Anne-Marie Bianchi is just so impressive. I just think the world of this woman, and we've got her uh, white-winged warrior uh, bandana there up there for everyone to see when you uh, check us out. On the camera, the in-studio camera, you can see that. And if you see her, you know, give her a thumbs up, a high five, whatever, and just let her She's know. been through an awful yeah. lot. Whew. Let her know you're thinking Mercy. about her and let her know that you are in her are in your thoughts and prayers. Real quick, 23 degrees in Osage Beach. 23 degrees. Whew. Boy, oh boy. We're, it's almost like it's winter. <laughs> weren't we enjoying 60-degree <laughs> weather? Uh, I was watching the weatherman, uh, and I'm not going to say on what station, but... He he kind of uh, kind of made me think of Doctor Obvious. Um, he was talking 
last night about, well, we're not, you know, uh, we had all this 60-degree weather and temperatures are down uh, and so on and so forth and yada, yada, yada. And really, really, <laughs> I think most of us realized that when we walked out the door. Right. And uh, they got to fill time, you they, know. <laughs> they pay you for this gig? Really? A mix of clouds and sun during the morning giving away to a cloudy sky this afternoon, 44 the high, clouds and 30 for tonight. Cloudy and 57 tomorrow, showers and 62. Uh, that rain chance has gone down considerably. We were at about a 60% chance. Now somewhere between about a 45 to 50% chance on Sunday. Partly cloudy and 62 on Monday. Monday sunny and 62 on Tuesday. We uh, ring in the new month, the month of March. How about sunny and 66 it's going to be a beautiful week next week. I think folks are going to start to get ants in their pants and want to really get out and start doing things in the yard. Looking forward. I've, I've been eyeing up the yard. I got daffodils growing, man. Uh, yeah, well, we, <laughs> They're about three or four inches above ground yeah, already. Yeah, it's we've crazy. got uh, uh, the flowers poking <laughs> their head out. And, and I guess maybe we might have to refer to the uh, Farmer's Almanac to find out if that's uh, an indicator of some sort, Ike, as to what summer is going to be like here at the Lake of the Ozarks. I thank you for joining us on 89.3 KeyRadio.Live, our free phone apps for iPhones and uh, Androids. And, of course, as we mentioned, the SRG Financial Advisors Key Radio in studio live camera as we broadcast live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. I want to thank Bill and G- Denise Lacasse for their uh, continued support of the cause. And uh, we are holding down the fort, folks. Everything is, uh, if, if Bill or Denise are online listening this morning, everything is A-OK here at SRG. A-OK at SRG. Gotta love that. Yes, you do. <laughs> good, uh, good morning, Misty. Uh, she says, I would love to be a little mouse in that room. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> Joe, good morning to you, sir. And uh, uh, it says, I'm really bummed. Nathan says, I'm really bummed. I guess it's because uh, Steve Dust uh, saying, good morning, KB. Check out this article on how the toxic stuff on railroads are not necessarily the fault caused by the railroads. Yeah, well, uh, I think uh, I've been hearing some of these stories about some of this stuff. J.D., good morning to you, sir. And uh, David, uh, good morning to you. We appreciate you all checking in and letting us know that you're on board. Uh, We're going to be talking with Ike here for the next uh, 45 minutes or so. And so let's get right into the heat of the uh, argument or the heat of the battle, whatever you want to call it. How's things going up there at... uh, at the courthouse. It's going good. Um, I think we are going through an awful lot of things and um, <clears throat> kind of uh, tweaking things, looking at things, and uh, fixing some stuff. And, yeah. and we just have been having some really good productive meetings. We got uh, all of our uh, road and bridge um, bids in the other day. It's a process I'd never been through before. And, uh, yep, that will be done different in the future. <laughs> so uh, that's one of the biggest things I'm finding out that, you know, it's crazy. Why are we doing it this way? So let's do it a little bit different next time. We yeah. we brought in this huge pile of all of these different bids, and we sat there for probably 30 minutes uh, while staff just opened up all the, all the envelopes you know, for the bids, and then the folks that are there bidding, you know, they're waiting to kind of see if they're going to get the bid, if the, what kind of competitors are doing, so on and so forth, then we wind up putting these big old piles and right. and moving on, so we're going to do it a little different next year, we'll, we're going to pace that out throughout a, maybe a month's worth. When you say, yeah, well, you're going to do it a little different, 
So you're going to well instead of having all that all piled on at one time, uh-huh. uh, we're going to maybe so we have a couple of the big ones. Uh, trucking is a big uh, contract, and um, oh, there was another one that was a uh, I can't remember uh, for gravel, I think, and for rock and right, whatnot right. materials aggregate. That was a pretty big bid pile. Aggregate, so yeah. yeah, so I think that yeah right. Aggregate. Uh, hey, I learned liquid asphalt yesterday. Oh, asphaltic. Uh, something or other. I don't even remember what that was, uh, but that was rather different. So, um, but now we're going to do things, uh, you know, a little chunk here and a little chunk the next time and a little chunk the next time. That way people can, um, be a little more of the part of the process and be able to, uh, ask some questions and, um, you know, be a little more involved in the process. Now you're talking about the general public having yeah. an opportunity yeah, to talk and those about that, the bidding yeah, process. Yeah, and those that bid on things, you uh-huh. know, I, uh, you know, they'd like to know where they came in at instead of having to wait a week or so down the line while our road and bridge department gets the opportunity to go through all the bids right. and and uh, flesh out what they think is going to work for road and bridge. So, yeah, we, I think it should be a uh, a little more of a. Uh, an open process to right. where those that bid on can see what's actually happening and, and what their competitors are doing. And we will have that list eventually, don't get me wrong. The bid board, the big the, bid yeah, board. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That information will come out. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just I'd rather like to see it, you know, that day. Would you like to see this information be put out publicly so that people can access it if they'd like? Yeah, it's, it's public. It'll be public information. We'll have copies it's of it. It's public it's anyway, right? Yeah, sure, absolutely. It, it should normally be oh, considered public information so that... Oh, yeah. You know, in, in previous administrations yeah. and, and, and well back on down the line, people should have, if they haven't already had the opportunity, to look at the bids and see how they're they're broken down and, and what's what. Because I know the goal in bidding is to get the lowest bid, but sometimes that doesn't necessarily always answer the, the the issue or the problem or the cause or the aggregate uh, situation it, yeah, of trucking. It, it doesn't. It what doesn't, makes sense? Yeah, it doesn't serve our department to just take the lowest bid. It doesn't serve the government. I think it doesn't serve the people uh, to always take the lowest bid because you don't know that the lowest bid is going to perform. Uh, as you need them to perform. Um, so uh, when it comes to trucking, let's say for instance. Right. All right. So. We uh, we from time to time need a lot of different trucks. Sometimes we might just need one or two. Sometimes we might need ten in a day. We never can tell what's going on. We can schedule some things out, but you know you have landslides and sinkholes and all these other things that pop up that you never know is going to happen. And uh, so you you need some flexibility there. So we take uh, several road and bridge will take several of the trucking bids and they'll look at them and they'll have several different contractors in line. And uh, so maybe you call up uh, the first guy in line and say, hey, we need five trucks today. Well, I've really only got two. Okay, send us the two, and we call the next guy in line. Hey, I need three more trucks today. You got them? Sure I do. You send them on down the line, and there you go. So um, we have to have some flexibility in that uh, because of our needs and and how uncertain those needs are from, you know, week to week or what have you. So we have some flexibility built in So there. may I ask the stupid question of the hour? There is none. As, well, that's, that's what they tell me, unless... You know, somebody it's the one you don't ask, right? Somebody, somebody hears you ask it and go, man, that was a dumb question. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So trucks traditionally do what for the county? Is Paul, it, is it is it trucks that are bringing, like, say, from a quarry, they're bringing in gravel? Yes. Uh, if they're, you know, hauling asphalt? Yes. The the county? Yes. So, All of the above. So, so far, so good. We're, yep, we're right, on the right, right track. Sure, right. So what would the county 
why would you contract out for the trucks? I'm just curious. I mean, so you're trying to get a project done. We've got a few a few trucks, right. and if we just used our few trucks, it would take a much longer okay. period of time okay. just because of travel, right? So if you're out pouring or uh, or doing an asphalt lay uh-huh. or doing some work road work that be, uh, such as a uh, uh, underlay to the road, yeah. so your your base work, you know, you need that rock to keep coming. You exactly. got your graders out okay. there working it. Okay. You got people working, so you need that constant flow of material. And Move if you just, things along, exactly. Right. Just to, mostly to keep right. things moving along. Yep. I figured that much. Yeah, but I thought I would ask. Yeah, to know? be a little more efficient, you know, and and uh, get job done quicker. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Well, the bidding process itself, and and you know, again, this is something that you're learning as you go. Some of the stuff you know about, mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. of the stuff you're kind of picking up on, as you said, as you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else that uh, you're, you're you're looking at uh, as far as uh, kind of being on that uh, that learning end of things? Yeah, every day really? I'm learning something new every day. One thing that I'm learning is staggering me. Um, so um, the budget and and how we spend money. I'm trying to be very diligent in how we're spending money, and I try to scrutinize a lot of things that. I see bills come in because we have to approve the bills. And uh, I start looking at some of these numbers and I'm like, what in the world? And um, I investigated a little bit further and, well, yeah, that's kind of what that stuff costs. So um, it's, it's uh, to me, again, it's, it's, it's just staggering to see how much, how much money a government of this size goes through in... I mean, a day even. Right. It's uh, it's 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 kind of crazy, and and I know there's you know forty million dollar budget or whatever it is, and that's a very large number. And when you think about it with just large numbers, and you have the budget sitting in front of you, and you're you know trying to figure things out, that's one thing. But when you see the bills coming in every day, and you still have to approve those bills to get them paid, right. that's where that budget really you see where that budget is going then, and that's the part that boggles my mind a little bit, and I'm trying to wrap my head around. How it is that I can understand, um, yep, that's that's what we've got to spend. At the same time, trying to figure out how can we spend less. And that's the tough part. I'm not trying to minimize anyone's budget as far as what they submit to the commission in order to get the necessary approval to move forward. But are there things that you see that you just kind of scratch your head about? And so you go ask about it. You say, well, you know, you want X amount of dollars for this, or you want X amount of dollars for that. And to you, maybe that seems like money that's being wasted. But then you go into someone, whoever's budget it is that you're looking at, and you sit down with them and you say, listen, explain this to me so I have a better understanding of what's going on. And that way I know whether or not you know, it's something that we're going to keep, something that we're going to do away with, or maybe we just cut back on it. I mean, you're not going to have as much to work with, so you're just going to have to make do. And then, of course, you have to get through that initial uncomfortable phase of, you know, watching them roll their eyes or get mad or, or what have you. And they say, you just don't understand what it takes. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. You know, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. And and how has that been? Have you had any of those situations? And, and we don't, let's not name no, names or no, go into no. particulars, but have you had a few of those sessions where you've kind of had to butt heads with somebody in order to make them understand your point of view while at the same tri- time trying to consider their point of view? Yeah, uh, yes, as a matter of fact. Uh, you, you've, you hit the nail on the head. I, I have been pulling down and printing off a lot of different invoices. I'm like, 
first I'll, I'll talk to the other two commissioners and ask them, you know, is this normal? Is this the way things normally go? Yeah. And I'm finding out that, yeah, that's a lot of a lot of the way things normally are. Um, I ran across a bill for uh uh, for, for forensics, okay, um, and it was two hundred eighty thousand dollars a year, and it's a contract with a forensic outfit out of out of uh, Springfield, and I was making one of the first monthly payments, and uh, it, it just. Like I said, it was $23,000 or something. I was like, oh, what the heck? So I asked a few questions and come to find out that that's, uh, you know, as much as it sounds expensive, that's kind of reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want to, again, I want to be able to, to save some money and say we don't need that, but yeah, we do. So, um, so yeah, that's the first. I, I don't jump to any conclusions. I ask questions first to try to find out what's happening. Uh, I haven't really had to go to any office holders yet and say, you know, is this really necessary? I haven't had to do that yet. Um, we might get a little closer to budget time. We'll be doing some of those things. But I don't see any. I, I think that every, every office holder is really... Uh, for the most part, holding their budget pretty tight. They really are. They, they, they do a fairly well job with what they have, and uh, for the most part, so... Uh, Anytime there's a new commissioner coming in, a presiding commissioner, they probably all kind of hold their breath a little bit. Well, I'd imagine. And they're like, hmm, let's see. Uh, yeah. You know, sure. He's stern, but fair. <laughs> well, I hope that's yeah. the way think people look at things, sure. Well, I would hope that they do as well, because I think it's important for everyone to understand. Now... These budgets are all public, again, oh, yeah. something that people can look at. Sure. Um, do you get a lot of blowback from the general public after they see the budget and say, well, you know what, I think maybe we need to do this or we need to do that? And how do you handle that? Because, you know, this is a very this is a very delicate process. You know, it's almost like you're – do you remember back in – I guess it might have been high school when they gave everybody an egg, and the egg was supposed to be like a little baby – and it was to give you a sense of, of what it's like to take care of something. Sure. And an egg, obviously, is very fragile. Sure. And if you throw it around, it's going to break. Right. But if you handle it with care and you you know treat it right, it's, it's going to make it through the process. Mm-hmm. So I kind of see that maybe in some instances as how it is for you to deal with not only because you're it, – well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna use that reference that I was gonna use there because I don't want anybody to take it the wrong way. And see, now I have to see. I have to watch it too. <laughs> I have to watch what I say and, uh-huh. and, and don't say some, something you know just off the cuff and, and then you know I'm paying for it for for months, years, whatever. <laughs> right. But that delicate process of here's Ike, here's the budget, here's the people who submitted the budget, and here are the taxpayers. And you're trying to make everybody happy. I don't think that's something that obviously you can do. You can, and not everybody's going to be happy. No, I don't think you should strive to try to make everybody happy. Yeah. I think if you do that, that's when you come into problems. I think if you just be fair about things and uh, you look at every uh, aspect with the same colored glasses, as it were, mm-hmm. uh, so that you look at everything equally and fairly instead of being a bias in one area or a bias in another, and uh, just recognizing that each one of those office holders have their thing to do, and it's our responsibility to give them the tools to do that with. So um, as far as the public is concerned, yeah, they can look at anything they want to. I will tell you we had uh, the budget meeting in f- January, uh, and we reserved the mid-county fire 
fire department's briefing room, which is fairly large, um, for the anticipation of uh, public turnout to uh, scrutinize the budget, ask questions, whatever they want to do. And I think maybe one or two people uh, from the from the public showed up. So, um, and uh, uh, so, well, you know. It's during the day. A lot of people do have to work. I, I get that too. And yet, at the same time, maybe I'm hoping that uh, you know, yeah, it's a big number, but you know, we we've elected these individuals. We trust them, and and hope that they'll take care of things properly. You know, I give people the same opportunity to sound off. We have the Key Radio Community Hotline, and I'll go back to what I said earlier because he's already reiterated being fair, fair, fair. Ike Skelton Stern, but fair. <laughs> But I'm saying, you know, I, I say, well, call me up, you know. Don't just post something in the comment section. If you feel strongly enough about something, hey, it's worth discussing. If I'm talking and it sounds like I'm talking out of my head or I'm crazy or insane or I don't know what I'm talking about, feel free to call me and engage me on the air and talk about your point of view because I could be way off. I, I'm way off about a lot of things. And, and, you know, 573-633-5395, you've got the presiding commissioner of Camden County sitting in the studio with me right now, as is the case. We've had to switch him from every Wednesday to every other Friday. Now is your chance. Now is the opportunity. you got a question. I'll answer it to the best of my ability. Absolutely. I absolutely. So I, uh, I, I just encourage people to do that. But, uh, again, it's not a popularity contest. It's not about making everyone happy. It's about doing the job and implementing things like fiscal responsibility, Mm -hmm. transparency, all things that you've campaigned on. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you're, you're uh, doing it to the best of your ability, and there are areas that you're going to get into that maybe you don't know a whole lot about, but you're going to learn. You know, yeah. that's the thing. You're going to learn about that. Yeah, and I will tell you, the commission um, as a whole are very fiscal re- fiscally responsible. We want to see every penny. Uh, and James Cohagen is uh, uh, really on it. He's uh, he's kind of fun to watch sometimes. So, um so yeah, does he we, get those little wisps of steam coming out of his ears once he, in a while. He does every now and again. Does he, yeah, yeah, he does. He's a good guy. He, he's a very good guy, uh, and I'm glad. I, I'm glad I get to work with him in this environment. So, um, but yeah, there's uh, <clears throat> some things. Like I said, you just have to shake your head at and wonder why in the world. Um, and and uh, yeah, but here we are. So, does it seem like the? And I say this in a nice way, the gang of three, you and James and Don, does it seem like the three of you are, are, are working as a cohesive unit? Yes, uh, I think really much. I think our philosophies are very similar um, as far as, um, you know, conservative, uh, um, liberty-minded. I'm, I'm fairly libertarian, maybe more than conservative. I don't know where those labels are, but um, I think we're all f- on fairly the same sheet of music when it comes to how to govern and how to, uh, how to run an office like that. Um, you know, obviously we, you know, have our little differences here and there, but that's not, it's not a big deal, but we're, yeah, we're working, working fairly tight. Mm -hmm. Well, that is good to know. And as we get ready for our bottom of the hour break, I will again encourage you that if you have a question or a comment for the presiding commissioner of Camden County, he's in the house here at SRG Financial Advisors, and we will be here, uh, following the break for at least another 20 minutes or so, followed by Dave Maupin. And if you have questions or comments for Dave, 573-633-5395, that number works both hours. So... If you're concerned about anything going on in Camden County at this particular point, give us a call. Yeah, live radio isn't that scary. It's no, really not. Not really. It's all right. I've been doing it for 40 years. Well, you know, you're about a pro. Every, every About every three to five, I get my, you know, necessary therapy sessions. 
so we can move forward. <laughs> right. Let's get to uh, Stacy Johnson with a check of local news with LakeExpo.com. Chris Schneider joining us as well from uh, Lake TV. He's got a check of sports on the key. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, February 24th. Lake Ozark Fire Protection District has added pet oxygen masks to its frontline medic units. The mask will keep pets safe in the event of a fire. The new pet masks come after a recent fire in the district where a resident was saved, but her pets were not. The masks were presented as a donation at Lake Ozark Fire Station Number 1. Well, the St. Charles Boat Show is underway, hosted at the St. Charles Convention Center. It's the only boat show in the St. Louis area for 2023. So if you're a Missouri boater and are looking to prepare for next season, the St. Charles Convention Center event runs through this Sunday. The Lake Pub Crawl, a.k.a. the Mardi Gras Pub Crawl, is bringing three days of fun to Lake of the Ozarks this weekend. Starting today and going through Sunday, the Mardi Gras party does not stop. This year will include parties at Dog Days and Encore, as well as various other pub crawl spots. And transportation is back this year, with buses running on Saturday, starting at 4 in the afternoon until midnight. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Key Radio, K-E-Y-K, keeps you in the know. The Camdenton Area Chamber of Commerce invites you to the 72nd Annual Dogwood Festival taking place April 20th through the 22nd in downtown Camdenton. Festivities include student showcases, food and craft vendors, dinner theater, garage and bake sales, pageants, a carnival, a parade, and so much more. Visit CamdentonChamber.com for event details. Join the fun at the Dogwood Festival, April 20th through the 22nd. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this TGIF Friday. Doesn't seem like it, but the baseball season is here, kind of. Spring training games start tomorrow for the Cards and the Royals. Actually, the Royals play today against the Rangers. They'll play the Rangers today and tomorrow. The Cardinals' first spring game is tomorrow against the Nationals. How about that? High school basketball regular season came to an end for Camdenton last night at California. The Lakers are the number six seed in the district tournament. They will play third seed Rolla Wednesday night, next Wednesday night, 9 o'clock in the district tournament. As far as Eldon and Osage, they'll play each other in their district tournament. Eldon, the number five seed, Osage number four. They'll play Monday night to see who stays alive. Versailles, the number one seed in that district. They're 19 and six, and they will play the uh, Eldon Osage winner on Wednesday night. Max Creek boys season came to an end earlier this week, losing in the district semifinals. Max Creek girls. They're still playing after winning the semifinal last night against Humansville. They'll look for a district championship tomorrow night. College basketball tomorrow. Mizzou looking for win number 21 of the season at Georgia. MSU Bears are 15-14. and 14. They'll play Sunday at Indiana State. St. Louis Blues have been struggling big time the last couple of months. They'll be busy at home against the Penguins tomorrow night. And, of course, 
the Chiefs, the early odds-on favorite to repeat as Super Bowl champions next year. How about that? Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, including the high school basketball coaches show. One more week left. We'll finish off this week talking with the Max Creek coaches after a great season for both the Pirate boys and girls. Next week, we'll talk with the California girls coach ranked in the top ten in the state. Are they going to be able to win a state championship? We'll talk with their coaches. That is the High School Basketball Coaches Show on Lake TV. You can see it every day at 10.02, 2.02, and 6.02. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by our media partners at Lake TV. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Lake TV brings you five local shows to let you know what's going on and help you get to know our area's movers and shakers. Lake TV also brings you live high school football and basketball and a weekly coaches show. Watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90 or absolutely free on Roku, Amazon Fire, and always streaming live at MyLakeTV.com. Key Radio KEYK keeps you in the know. Come to the Camden County Museum in Lynn Creek for the Spring Craft Show at the museum on Wednesday, April 1st from 9.30 to 4 p.m. Admission is free and lunch available by donation. Enjoy a free guided tour of the museum. Call 573-346-7191 for information. Every visitor and resident of Lake of the Ozarks should see the lake's history at the Camden County Museum in Lynn Creek. See it on April 1st. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. I'm Bill Mundhausen for Creation Expo. Did God create us to have free will, or are all our choices predetermined? Are we just pawns in a cosmic game, or do our thoughts and actions matter? It's one of those questions we have regarding an all-powerful God. To answer it, I'll quote one of my favorite passages from Deuteronomy chapter 30. It reads, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you might thrive. We're not just playthings for God's entertainment. He wants us to understand the choices before us and to decide to follow him for our own well-being. The question is what believers ought to believe. The world wants to tell us we're victims, that the difficulties we face are because of how we were raised or because of our social status. These may be good excuses, but they don't help us live life to the full. God gives us infinite choices. Choose purposefully. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books. The Lake of the Ozarks Community Radio Station. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. 838, thank you for joining us. What a day. 
Yeah, it's going to be a little on the chilly side, but we're going to get some sunshine. We'll see an increase in the clouds. By this afternoon, we should have a cloudy sky, cloudy tonight. And uh, let's see, we'll hit a high of about 44 degrees today and then drop down to 30 for the overnight low. Built a fire last night, man. That was cool. Cool. Back to the days of being a pyromaniac. Oh, look at the fire. Play with the fire. <laughs> Used to get yelled at all the time when we would go camp and get out of the fire. Yeah, right, right, right. Catch the whole campsite on fire. <laughs> Always wanted to burn something. Maybe it was sticking a piece of grass in there. You just yeah. wanted to watch it burn, right? Yeah, just get, take the magnifying glass outside and, you know, all uh, that stuff, too. Clouds in 57 tomorrow, showers in 62 on Sunday. That rain chance on Sunday, not quite 50%. Partly cloudy in 62 on Monday, Sunday, and 62 on Tuesday, sunny and 66 for the first day of March. So they're still holding pretty steady with uh, mid to possibly upper 60s on the first day of March. And next week looks beautiful. Uh, The coldest day I see as far as the extended outlook is 50 on Friday. So we're looking at uh, mid to upper 50s, low to mid 60s. It's going to be a great week next week. And so uh, I hope my dog is doing his... uh, Doing his warm ups and stretching because uh, we're going to get out and walk his right. his little eleven year old behind. He's not here today. He's at home resting comfortably. And so <laughs> did he do a lot of hard work last night? Oh, or something man. needed to break he, today. Yeah. <laughs> strap a strap a little uh, bag on him and you know have him carrying stuff around the house or yeah. <laughs> Pulling a pulling a cart outside or something, you know. <laughs> right. Put a put a sure. uh, put a, a leash on him or something, and, and, and hook it up to like a, I don't know one of those big uh, cars that you used to see that would pull ore, you know, something like that. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, mule. <laughs> Aren't you being a little... for your mining operation? <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> Aren't you being a little tough on the dog? <laughs> nah, not really. He's used to it. 8.40, the presiding commissioner of Camden County, Ike Skelton, in the studio with us as of right now. Dave Malpin, the gadfly, will take us on a journey among the dogwoods in the 9 o'clock hour. Your phone calls welcome at 573-633-5395. My goodness, what a an outstanding day here at the beautiful Lake of the Ozarks. Um, uh, Daniel says the fact that nobody is calling is in is a good sign. No, not necessarily, Daniel. I hate to tell you that. Well, that, that's that's not a good sign. I think that uh, you know. I, I, I think there, I, there's probably plenty of people out there that have questions. Well, you know, I mean, I get where he's coming from. Usually, if people don't have uh, something stuck in their craw, they don't need to talk about it. So I, I kind of see where he's coming from. I got you. He's making a good point, though. How are things uh, progressing with the remodel? <sighs> Yeah. Good question, Daniel. Obviously. <laughs> you should have called in with that one, buddy. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, uh, I mean, it's going. Um, March 20th is looming. I took office January 1. Uh-huh. I will just let everybody know that. Uh, I did not sign the contract. I did not look at the plans beforehand. So, uh, but it's going along. We uh, took a tour. All the elected officials took a tour. I think that was, what, last Friday, I believe. And, um, you know, they're making progress. Uh, March 20. It's going to be tight for them, but uh, it's not undoable. There's a lot of the, um, oh, uh, what can I say? A lot of the, I think, labor-intensive stuff is taken care of. The plumbing is taken care of, uh, or at least it's being finished off. Um, we're down to painting and spackling and uh, cleanup, and uh, they are putting in a new entryway on the what's going to be the secure security entrance to the building. Um, there is uh, a lot of grounds work that still needs to be done. Um, I think all of the concrete pours done. We've got lights uh, 
big light pole for the parking lot coming in soon. Uh, they're going to put one of those big, uh, um, you've probably seen them in some of the newer, newer parking lots now. You've got a really, really tall pole with four or five lights on them, and it illuminates the entire, you know, 10-acre lot or whatever. Um, that's what this thing is that's going to do. A, a it's, it's a lot of light. Acres, yeah. huh? Well, I'm just thinking, <laughs> <laughs> all right, maybe a minor exaggeration, <laughs> but right. you know what I mean. Uh, so you see with the truck stops and whatnot a lot. But uh, um, that's going on. Less obstacles um, in the parking lot means less things get hit by yes, cars. Yes, right. Oh, that's the hope anyway. That's the hope anyway. It so, might just be that one thing that everybody focuses on. That's just one pole. <laughs> I'm going to get that sucker. That could be, yeah. Um, there's um, there's going to be an extensive uh, punch list from what I can figure out to, uh, to kind of tweak things and get things done right. Uh, but um, they're moving along with it. They believe that they'll be able to do it by March 20. So, um, you know, we'll see. Jim says, let's talk potholes. Yeah. Let's talk potholes. Let's talk potholes. Let's talk potholes. Pothole, potholes. Uh, now, I know the Missouri Department of Transportation has what they call the pothole patrol that <laughs> is uh, out there for uh, state routes. So if you see something on a state route, you can call the Missouri Department of Transportation and report it, and they'll come out and fix it. I don't know what the uh, standard operating procedure or the SOP is for, uh, for the county. Uh, the SOP is SOP. Uh, SOP. So as in pretty, <laughs> as in pothole. As in yeah, there you go. Um, you can call. Excuse me. You can call Road and Bridge. You can call your district commissioner. Right. That would be good. Uh, first district commissioner James Gohagen loves to hear from his people. Uh, second district commissioner Don Williams loves to hear from his folks. Uh, you can call me um, if you identify some uh, potholes. We definitely have uh, crews that go around fixing them. You know, um, as as we can get them identified. Uh, right now, we're still looking at uh, getting ramped up for the summer season. We have some, I don't have it in front of me. I wish it did. Maybe next time I'll have an idea of what roads we're supposed to be looking at and which ones we're going to do. The cart map. So that was something that we've just recently dealt with. Um, speaking of roads, so the cart map is where we get a lot of our money for road and bridge from the state of Missouri through gas taxes, license fees, vehicle registration fees, those other things. The state has a calculation that they do, and then they give you X amount of dollars per mile that you show on this thing called a cart map. Well, another thing with the cart map is those roads that we actually maintain mm-hmm. and have a designated as county roads. So it hasn't been updated for a little while. Um, I required it, and, and, and Commissioner Williams and Commissioner Gohagen has been working on this for some time, too, um, and we just kind of lit a fire to make sure that it got ha- got, uh, got done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have that cart map done now. We presented it to the public yesterday. Tuesday, I think, is when we're actually going to adopt what it is. And once we get that adopted, that is going to be um, the go-to um uh reg- the 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 manual to go to mm, right. for what is and is not a road in Camden County. Uh we're we're we haven't been at that point for a long time. We need to be there. We need to be able to say yes or no. This is a road that we are going to maintain or we are not. Well, it certainly it certainly makes sense because then that helps in uh, putting together a budget every year because sure. then you know exactly what you're dealing with. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Yes, and with the um, grading of our paved roads that they did last year, we can use that as a very good tool to determine what roads really need to be addressed and, and which ones are in the worst shape. And a couple of reasons to do that. First, you identify where you're at and, mm-hmm. and what 
you know, where, where you stand. And then to use that as a tool to determine what roads are going to be looked at and fixed first is a very good tool because it helps take away some of the bias and some of uh, the perceived uh, favoritism or, you know, hey, you did it for your neighbor or your buddy, you got their road fixed, but you didn't get mine or whatever. So we're trying to eliminate some of that from the process as well. And uh, so that study helped do that. And that is where we're, um, uh, we're identifying what roads need to be dealt with first. We also have to look at uh, traffic patterns and how much a road is particularly used. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know for myself and uh, the other commissioners of Road and Bridge, we have uh, probably one super high priority. We didn't put it on the list this year, unfortunately, but um, but it's a high priority because it just needs to be done. And that would, would be from where the city ended their overlay last year on North 5 and South 5, and the county then continued that overlay out to the overpasses. Right. And North 5, up around the amphitheater, um, really needs to be done, I believe. The striping needs to be done up there yes, again, and that whole area needs to be looked at. And, How much and is, is any of that state? Do you get any help from the state on that? No, that's... No, that's all county now. That's all business 5, yeah. That's, that's all great. county. Yeah, and that's kind of, you know, another way that that um, the county kind of gets uh, gets you know, shafted a little bit because when they put that bypass in, well, here you go. What all used to be a state road now belongs to the county. You're like, man, we didn't have to maintain that before, but now we have to. So yeah. uh, there's a lot of that. We Do also you get any any assistance at all because right up there is a is a shed a, a mowed out. Yeah, shed. no, we get you know we get cart map funding. Um, is there anything else we can ask for? I've considered contacting uh, the Department of Conservation. They have a place out on Thunder Mountain Road. We'd like to get the Thunder Mountain Road done. And uh, I thought, well, why not call the Department of Conservation and see if they won't pitch in a few bucks or uh-huh. you know a little bit of a cost sharing thing. We've done that with the United. States Army down on McCubbins Road out to uh, uh, Laura out there. Uh, that contract is still under the works, but just because it's federal government, the amount of hoops they have to go through is insane. Sure. Uh, but there'll be a working agreement with You them. understand that we're running short on uh, missiles and bullets <laughs> and everything that's uh, going over to the Ukraine. Well, they spend plenty of money. They can put a couple million down here. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, you know. Well, and, well that's, a, that's a story for another <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, and, and so so we're looking at that. So cart map is going to be adopted, I believe, next Tuesday, officially, um, after we look at just a couple of little things. And uh, we've got two pieces of property that we've asked um, uh, to get... Um, one is going to have to be surveyed, and that is the piece of property up by the amphitheater, mm-hmm. uh, the parking lot to nowhere, right? So that is going to be surveyed, and we're going to sell that. We're also going to sell the piece of property that is out on HH that is directly across from uh, Lafada, the gas station. There is a piece of property there to sell. So. I'm curious. I'm curious as far as that parking lot up there. Uh, is there hopes that the amphitheater purchases it, that, or is there hopes that uh, you know? It, have it, you had any interest from anybody? And you don't have to go into detail. Have, has there been anybody that's even? Nobody has come to me and said I'd like that piece of property. Okay. Nobody has come to me and said that at all. I mean, but it kind of it kind of makes sense to be there in the in the well, sense that sure. it's a good employee parking lot for the amphitheater. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a good employee parking lot for the amphitheater. I, I, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I, I know I have heard that Bridal Cave had some interest in it at mm-hmm. one time before, so I don't know if they may still may or, or may not. So uh, it's going to be surveyed, it's going to be appraised, and that's going to be probably auctioned. Yeah. 
I think we'll probably auction it instead of taking sealed. Hey, I'm gonna have a show. Sure, yeah, sure, right. Get you a good deal on an auctioneer. All right. Uh, Jim uh, says five thirty nine in Sunrise Beach had many holes filled, but it appears they ran out of time or asphalt as many holes remain. So Lake Road five thirty nine. Five thirty nine. Let's see here. Jim, I'm handing him a uh, pen and some paper, and he is gonna. Oh, you got the pen. pen. Good morning, Brad. By the way, I'll see you later today, sir. Oh, man, lots of different things going on. Moving and shaking. I can probably write and talk at the same time, so if you know. Well, I'm, I'm, I know that you're uh, you're good like that because, you you know, you're already a businessman, so you're probably used <laughs> to doing that sort of thing. Yeah. Let's, um, so the remodel is, uh, it's going to be tight, but they're going to hopefully get it to yeah. where they need to be. And thank you. Um, wow, that's service. Ha ha. <laughs> so we uh yeah, that is service buddy yeah. you don't get it any that's why i said you know it's it's right here man if you, I mean, if you want stuff done you that's know that's right so key so. radio is the way that the, this is the this is the avenue of information right here and the avenue of information we get things done we make that's things right. happen that's exactly heads right. are gonna roll <laughs> <laughs> well no see what happens no but uh so this just you know I, i've said it before there are an incredible amount of moving parts sure and um it can be as much of a job as you want it to be and i guess if you want it to not do the job the county will continue to function yeah. it'll continue to move right on down the road right um where it'll be you know in a few years who knows but um i could just let it run on autopilot if i wanted to but it, i want to go back and revisit something that you talked about and that is the budget and so you talk about people saying, well, you know, here's my budget. This is what I like. This is what I want. This is what we need. What are some of the other contributing factors that go into your decision as far as the budget? Do you, do you look at things that everybody looks at, like uh, the price of fuel? Uh, you know, uh, does inflation play into this at all? What are some of the other contributing factors that, that you sit down and consider before you say yay or nay? Well, like anybody else, you, you think about your priorities, you know, and you certainly have to look at where. So when you talk about road and bridge being a very high priority, and it is. Yes, sir. Um, definitely fuel prices, price asphalt, all of those things are eating up an awful lot of our budget so that we're not able to do as much as we'd like to do if inflation wouldn't be eating up a lot of our dollars. Right. So that definitely is a high priority on what we're doing with road and bridge now we have other priorities obviously law enforcement is a priority i am trying to figure out how we can start getting a um uh, a capital improvements fund going of some nature Mm -hmm. um i don't know how we're going to work with that as our budget is fairly tight right now um so and you know every office holder has obviously they have their needs and those are our priorities, but they also have some wants. And I'm not there to 100 percent restrict 100 percent restrict all the wants mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of times those wants help them do their job better. So one of those priorities for me is what is going to serve the public the best. Um, obviously, road and bridge and uh, well, wastewater is a big deal. Yeah, and I'll say this real quick about planning and zoning, okay? Planning and zoning is a big deal because we have planning and zoning, okay? I've said it, I don't care, a hundred times. I am not a great big (laughs) fan of planning and zoning. But we have planning and zoning because that's what the people have chosen to do. So when you give the government the authority to regulate, 
they're going to regulate. Yes. Now we are in a rewrite of all of the land use code and the master I was plan. Ask to, you about that as well. Yes, to to regulate as little as we possibly can, mm-hmm. and still desire you know still achieve uh, the desired results. And I think the re- desired results are to keep a clean, um, uh, safe, and um, uh, very good living environment along the lakeshore, I think, is our biggest goal when it comes to planning and zoning. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'd like to see things pared down to. Um, we as a commission do not have the authority to change any of their boundaries. The only thing we can do is change how it's administered. Mm-hmm. And we're working on how things are being administered. But once we come up with the rules, those are the rules. And again, we have planning and zoning. I didn't do it. But we are going to administer it. That's what the people want. Planning so. and zoning, unfortunately for Camden County, has been one of those things that's just been kind of left to, uh, I guess, decide as you go. And that's not how you want it. You don't want something where you have to come in and you have to look at every specific situation each time, each individual situation each and every time. You want something that's pretty much laid out. So if it falls within this category, this is how you handle it. If it falls within this category, that's how you handle it, as opposed to, well, now we have to go out here, we have to reassess the situation, we have to sit down, figure out all the variables, all the contributing factors, yes. and then we'll make a decision on yes. it, because that is going to just throw a wrench in the works. It is. So we're trying to get to the point where... Yes, you'll still have to come in and have your plats approved or wherever the case might be, but there's going to be a lot less of what you can and can't do on sure, something so sure. that it make it streams like streamlines it for uh for the uh, homeowner or the landowner. And I will tell you that right now the folks looking at the rewrite of all of that have done one very very uh, important step that I honestly didn't even consider when we started this. Right. They have asked for all of the variance requests from the last two years. So what they're doing is they're comparing to what the code was, what it was rewritten 22, and the way we want it to be. And they're looking at the variance requests that have been made to determine if there is a particular part of the code that is not very efficient and is becoming a problem. Because if you have a lot of variance requests on a particular item, then you need to look at that item and see if that's the way you really want it to be Mm -hmm. or if we need to go ahead and change that item so that those requests will go away and you won't have to do that anymore. Um, So they're smartly, in my opinion, looking at that layout first uh, to help decide where they're going to go with some of the the other rules. Mm -hmm. Quick, uh, let's just throw out a, a quick budget question for Ike. Quick budget question. So this comes up on somebody's budget. Uh, toner and paper for the copier, uh, yay or nay, versus, uh, you know, vacations in Florida for all the employees so that they can, you know, that they can function. Well, which one Which one stays and which one goes? Well, prob- probably the toner <laughs> and paper stays. <laughs> right. Okay. There you go, folks. Yeah. We got him, we got him uh, with his back against the wall, so to speak, and you don't want to do that with Ike. Stern, but fair. Right. That's, okay. what, that's what we like. That's where we're going? All right. Uh, Ike, he really approved He, he really approved vacations to Florida for eight people? Really? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, he no, did no we did not. <laughs> we're just joking, folks. Just having a little fun. Got to lighten the, lighten the mood once in a while. Right, before. right. I'm, I'm still, I am still... 100% behind the fact that we need to get you a, 
somebody you can talk to once in a while, somebody you can vent to, oh, is a, right? a therapist or somebody that you can just sit down and just let it all out. Because I'm afraid if you don't, because being the presiding commissioner, and, and you have found this out probably more so uh, now, you go anywhere, somebody always has something they'd like to discuss with you, somebody always has an issue they'd like to bring to the table. Uh, are you learning how to handle that? Well, I don't think that many people know who I am yet, so I'm okay with it. Oh. <laughs> I, when they see me walking around, I don't think they know exactly who I am maybe yet. I, so maybe I, I should put something on I, the camera. I, <laughs> we'll we'll I, have the audio, just not the video. Yeah, right. I haven't been hit with a whole lot of that stuff running, you know, in the grocery store or Walmart or whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, that's okay. Yeah. You're free to come ask me anything. I don't care. It's cool. I like to engage with folks and talk to them. I have a really good group of friends that I get to talk to. We uh, we discuss matters from time to time and good. and run through different scenarios and try to figure things out. So uh, and again, you know, there's three of us up there. I very very few, if any, decisions I make all by myself. If I need to, I will. Uh, but I like to run it by the other two guys and see what they think too. Sure, you know, for sure. Now remember, yeah, Jim says Ike who? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Now remember. You and I have a have a date out at the range. Yes, we do. Yeah, yep. so you some just, decent weather. I'll just go out there with you, and and, and uh, I'll run interference, and you can just stand there and just fire rounds down, that, the, right? okay. down yeah, the range yeah. for as long as it takes you to feel better. Hey, when you get a little frustrated going and dumping a thirty round magazine into a log, that's pretty that's pretty satisfying yeah. for me. Eight fifty nine is our time, and again, Ike, thank you so much. Uh, we'll get you back here in a couple of weeks to yeah. talk some more. Uh, any upcoming things that people need to be aware of as far as uh, meetings or gatherings or get-togethers? You're still doing those uh, those open public meetings uh, that you meet with the other commissioners. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, do we have a call? No, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, well, next week we are going to be um, – uh, next week, we're going to be at the CCAM training. Uh, county commissioners are required to go to once a year, so I think that's uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So there's not a lot going on next week. Um, and then... Um... <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, I yeah. saw that. So, uh, so um, not a lot going on next week. And then um, we're really going to, we've, we've been doing a lot of process things. We really need to pivot and really look at road and bridge very heavily. Um, we've got some other contracts and things we still got to go through with the sheriff's department and some other stuff. So a lot of uh, a lot of little ancillary things, but uh, the bigger stuff's going to wait till you know, maybe mid-March once we start getting a little bit better weather and we can yeah. um, start consistently being outside looking at some stuff one other quick thing just real quick um there was some concern a while back about vehicles titles and the county having those vehicles have we heard any more about that uh not so far i know that um those that are in question are are working on it on their own we are looking at some software that will be able to help manage our fleet a lot better uh in total which is something that i think that we've needed for some time and haven't had uh that'll be a maintenance program accountability the whole nine yards we're looking at some gps tracking um yeah we're definitely looking into that area so so again it's not just whose vehicles are they how many do you have where should they go that would be a band-aid 
I went to look at the entire thing. Now that we're looking at vehicles, how do we fix them? Do we have a maintenance schedule? Do we know where they are all the time? Who's operating them? Who's responsible for them? I think the operators need to start making sure they check the oil, uh, that they check tire pressures and some other things. Do a little bit of preventive maintenance. Uh, you know, like Moda, or uh, excuse me, um, uh, you have a pre pre trip check when you have a, a, a big truck, right? Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you do that to your your own personal vehicle? I do sometimes. Uh, Maybe not as often as I should, uh, but I know that we need to get some maintenance programs, and that software will be a part of that. And so I look at things that kind of more of a whole package than just trying to put a Band-Aid on it. Ike, thank you for your time, sir. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it as always. Like I said, we'll get him back here in two weeks to talk more. Presiding Commissioner Ike Skelton will take the break. Stacey Johnson with LakeExpo.com. Chris Schneider with Lake TV. And the gadfly Dave Boppin joins me in the 9 o'clock hour to take us on a journey among the dogwoods on Key Radio. It's time for another hour of community-based programming. You're listening to 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, February 24th. Lake Ozark Fire Protection District has added pet oxygen masks to its frontline medic units. The mask will keep pets safe in the event of a fire. The new pet masks come after a recent fire in the district where a resident was saved but her pets were not. The masks were presented as a donation at Lake Ozark Fire Station number 1. Well, the St. Charles Boat Show is underway, hosted at the St. Charles Convention Center. It's the only boat show in the St. Louis area for 2023. So if you're a Missouri boater and are looking to prepare for next season, the St. Charles Convention Center event runs through this Sunday. The Lake Pub Crawl, a.k.a. the Mardi Gras Pub Crawl, is bringing three days of fun to Lake of the Ozarks this weekend. Starting today and going through Sunday, the Mardi Gras party does not stop. This year will include parties at Dog Days and Encore, as well as various other pub crawl spots. And transportation is back this year, with buses running on Saturday, starting at 4 in the afternoon until midnight. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by Adair's Wildlife Removal Service, offering affordable solutions for all of your residential and commercial nuisance animal problems. Adair's keeps the wildlife where it belongs, in the wild. Serving Camden, Miller, and Morgan counties. Online at adairs-animals.com. Or call 573-378-8739. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this TGIF Friday. Doesn't seem like it, but the baseball season is here. Kind of. Spring training games start tomorrow for the Cards and the Royals. Actually, 
The Royals play today against the Rangers. They'll play the Rangers today and tomorrow. The Cardinals' first spring game is tomorrow against the Nationals. How about that? High school basketball regular season came to an end for Camdenton last night at California. The Lakers are the number six seed in the district tournament. They will play third seed Rolla Wednesday night, next Wednesday night, 9 o'clock in the district tournament. As far as Eldon and Osage, they'll play each other in their district tournament. Eldon, the number five seed, Osage number four. They'll play Monday night to see who stays alive. Versailles, the number one seed in that district. They're 19 and 6, and they will play the uh, Eldon Osage winner on Wednesday night. Max Creek boys season came to an end earlier this week, losing in the district semifinals. Max Creek girls, they're still playing after winning the semifinal last night against Humansville. They'll look for a district championship tomorrow night. College basketball tomorrow. Mizzou looking for win number 21 of the season at Georgia. MSU Bears are 15-14. and 14. They'll play Sunday at Indiana State. St. Louis Blues have been struggling big time the last couple of months. They'll be busy at home against the Penguins tomorrow night. And, of course, the Chiefs, the early odds-on favorite to repeat as Super Bowl champions next year. How about that? Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, including the high school basketball coaches show. One more week left. We'll finish off this week talking with the Max Creek coaches after a great season for both the Pirate boys and girls. Next week, we'll talk with the California girls coach ranked in the top ten in the state. Are they going to be able to win a state championship? We'll talk with their coaches. That is the High School Basketball Coaches Show on Lake TV. You can see it every day at 10.02, 2.02, and 6.02. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday. The goal of Key Radio is to offer the community an opportunity to share information and to express their ideas and opinions. Key Radio presents a platform for all types of information. We encourage interested content providers to create podcasts that explain the finer points of business, family issues, arts and entertainment, religion, government, and more. Key Radio is also looking for unique and one-of-a-kind podcasts as well. Key Radio is based on positive and productive podcasts that encourage and inspire our listeners to become engaged in their community. For more information on becoming a content provider, call 573-280-0532 or go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. You're listening to 89.3 The Key. Key Radio, K-E-Y-K, keeps you in the know. What better way to spend the day than the 39th Annual Lake of the Ozarks St. Patrick's Day Parade? Come to the historic Bagnell Dam Strip at Lake of the Ozarks, Saturday, March 18th at 1 p.m. Grab the lawn chairs for an afternoon of family fun, watching the various floats, cars, motorcycles, and even boats as they make their trip along the strip. That's the St. Patrick's Day Parade, March 18th at Bagnell Dam.
If you've got a topic you'd like to share with the community, contact us right here at 89.3. The Key. key. 910 on a Friday morning, getting ready for a great weekend at the Lake of the Ozarks. It is uh, pub crawl time. The uh, largest pub crawl in the free world that we know of. It is the uh, Lake of the Ozarks Mardi Gras pub crawl, which will, uh, I guess it started like maybe yesterday. Oh, geez. People were rolling in town. So uh, I guess uh, tonight, tomorrow night, lots of music, lots of live bands, lots of, uh, you know, partying and festivities. And all I can say is that you're either in it or you're not. And, you know, it's something, I guess they've tried to do it. What did they they try to do it like twice a year last year, I, I, I thought. I've gone a few times, and i got to tell you, it's for me personally, I mean, it's a great time. It, 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 it makes a lot of money for the area. It's great to see people coming in and having a good time. But I'm just not somebody who likes to be in a, in, in a, in a school bus. And feel like I'm a sardine, you know. You're, you're. Do they have like beads and stuff? Like, oh yeah, oh, got so, it all. So, you so, haven't done it, obviously. No, thank you. <laughs> no, <laughs> nope. No, Dave's former law enforcement, and he says, ah, no. I, well, that's I, like, we've talked about it. That's the uh, partying like it's your last day on earth stuff. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, and like I said, I've done it. The first now, I was here when they first started this thing. And it was a great idea, and it started out great. But then they ran into a little snag, and that was called uh, the occupancy level. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, where you can only have a certain amount of people in a building because, you know, if there's a fire or something, obviously it could be detrimental uh, for a lot of different reasons. So then, you know, they, they started putting people, um, I believe they had a lot of the uh, firefighters, that would stand at the at the entrance to a building, and if somebody would come out, somebody could go in. And, you know, five people come out, five people can go on, go in as long as they, you know, keep that number above the... Sure. What the heck is that? What they, you know, keep that number that's on the on the, the wall there in in, uh, in mind at all times. I mean, it's good, too, that they provide, I guess, a bus service that'll drive you around. Is that the deal? I don't know, but I... I, it, I thought you could get, like, a bracelet, and then you could, Dave, like, bus, buses that'll... Because one of the things that I think is kind of tough about um, Lake of the Ozarks is, especially during the summertime, there's definitely a, a bar atmosphere for a lot of these places. But the problem is there's really not a lot of ride services for people. Well, now the Uber drivers and the taxi cabs will be out in full force. And I know sometimes uh, certain people will rent one for the evening, you know, sure. like a, a specific Uber driver that takes them from yeah, place, makes to place to place, picks them up at the hotel, takes them to all the different stops they want to go to. When they've had enough, it takes them, they, they take them home. And, and maybe that's the way to, uh, to do this thing. I'm going to type in. Yeah. I'd read something. something about how there's like a bus service. I thought they had that. We used to have that stuff when I was in college, you know, the bus that would pick up kids and then take them back to the dorms. We called it the vomit comment. Yeah, that was yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> the guy at the end of the night, you see it. You always see that vehicle at the car wash, no matter what the weather is like. And he's he's got the back door to the thing open, and he's he's spraying the darn thing out. I mean, I can imagine it's got to be tough being like an Uber driver and picking up drunk people all the time. That's uh, yeah. like being you're, you're pretty much dead sober, and and then you're just you're picking up clients who are. I mean, I guess some of them are probably fun, and but I think drunk people always think they're a lot of fun. Right, right. But not so much to the sober guys trying to get them home. Yeah, sometimes that can be a bit of a problem. That's like, you know, when you're working at a bar and uh, you're the, the bouncer and you have to, uh, uh, 
you have to, you know, get everybody out. Hotel, motel, rack sure. time, shack time. You don't have to stop partying. You just have to stop partying here. Yeah, I, I experienced when I was a teenager, I was a pizza delivery guy. So you'd, uh, you'd be yeah. pulling up with a pizza delivery, and there'd be like a ton of cars on the street. And you're like, oh, no. And yeah. the second you knock on the door, it's like a party. Yeah. And they're like, pizza guy. And you're like, okay, who paid for the pizza? Who yeah. ordered the pizza? Yeah. Like, they're like, give me the pizza. You're like, no, no, no. Who ordered this pizza? Yeah. And then they'd be like, hey, hang out, man. Yeah, Grab a couple exactly. Beers. And you're like, dude, I've got like seven more deliveries. Like, I'm not yeah. sitting down there. <laughs> they're like, come on, be cool. Like, just have a beer with us. You're like, no way. I'm not sitting down. I don't even know you guys. Were you were you the uh, were, were you the pizza guy when they had the thirty minutes or his free guarantee? No. <laughs> did you work for that company? I, I did a private company, but yeah. the, the problem that people don't realize about pizza delivery guys is it is almost never the pizza delivery guy's fault for it being late. Like. Uh, we might have a guy calling sick, so normally we'd have two or three drivers, and yeah. maybe I'm the only driver. So as I'm coming back to pick up more pizzas, those pizzas are already like 45 minutes late by the right. time I'm putting right. them in my car. So you're like, now you start, so you get in this cycle where now you're delivering pizzas that are all guaranteed to be late. And so then you're not getting tips because people are mad at you, you know? There you go, man. Yeah, I got you. I or, got you. Or they'd let you their, their uh, little four-year-old pay you. And they'd be like, okay, Jimmy, pay the nice pizza guy. And he's like, $9.80, $9.80. You're like, have you taught Jimmy the tip? I don't think Jimmy knows he's supposed to tip me. <laughs> because Jimmy, no, Jimmy's Jimmy. doing great at counting, but he's actually giving me exact change for this pizza. And I would like a tip. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was a good couple summers. Yeah, I learned how to drive a stick shift delivering pizza. That's right. That's absolutely. Cause, and, and the great part was it was somebody else's cars so when the clutch went out i didn't have to worry about paying for it. oh yeah no we drove our own we yeah. had to drive our own cars but yeah, well we had, we had our own that most of us drove but every once in a while you got the pizza delivery when they tossed you the keys to the pizza delivery uh what was it a uh a, a dodge omni oh nice i think that's what it was a dodge omni sounds about right something like that and it was a stick shift and it was yeah the first time i had to go up uh, you know turn you had to go up the hill and stop to make the left turn and it's like oh man i don't i really don't these poor people behind I me i know yeah. you got you got like a couple feet before as you drop back every time you, <laughs> you change gears <laughs> So, uh, we obviously didn't bring you in here to talk about your days as a pizza delivery guy. Uh, what have you been up to in the last week since we've seen you? Let's see. We had a commission meeting right. on the 23rd. Let me look at my calendar real quick. I should probably be prepared for these things before I come in. but That's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah, so we actually had them on the 21st and the 23rd. So, let's see what happens on the 21st. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we had a school board meeting, too. All right. Very good. So uh, the the meeting on the 21st uh, was commission meeting. They had a, a sheriff's bid for a 2022 Ford four-wheel drive. So initially we thought this was going to be a car for the sheriff's office. Looks like it's actually been going to be a car for Leneg, um, the uh, narcotics task force. And so there were five sealed bids. And when they were opened up, it turned out that they were all the same bid and they were all from the same company. So... Uh, it was from Sacalaris Ford uh -huh. for about $60,000. So uh, great idea getting multiple bids. Next step forward in progress would be having them be different bids from different vendors, right? <laughs> Makes sense to me. <laughs> so, so, yeah, multiple bids, problem not solved by it being all from the same person. But I liked, I liked the effort. It was good effort. Um, and I don't know if you heard this. Have you heard about uh, how Camdenton, City Camdenton's dropping out of Laneg? They are. Yeah, so from my understanding, you know, uh, 
Camdenton is leaving Laneg and they're going to Midmo Drug Task Force, okay. which is, includes Miller and uh, Morgan counties. Right. And also it's headed, I think, by Cole County. Okay. So now there's an interesting situation where Laneg is Camden County, Laclede County, and then some counties out like Mary's County and, and Gasconade, some counties that are far to the northeast of us. Okay. And uh, does not include Camdenton, does not include Osage Beach. So it's like, it's kind of a bizarre thing now. I mean, I'm wondering, like, so are we going to have two drug task forces working in the county? Because uh, Midmo is going to work with Osage Beach and Camdenton, and meanwhile, Laneg is working with Camden County. It just makes me wonder why Camden County just doesn't join up with Midmo and just create what actually would be a lake area uh, drug task force. Because Laclede, does anybody really think Laclede County is part of the lake area, I guess? It's not really on the lake. Well, I think uh, essentially one of the reasons why is because you've got I-44 that runs sure. through uh, Laclede County, and that is considered like a, a corridor, drug corridor. Or, you know, the drugs come in there and then work their way north and south and east and west and, and every other place. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it just seems like a strangely named task force since yeah. it's not really the lake area. But whatever. That's fine. And, yeah, and we've talked about it. The other counties are kind of along the Osage River. So, like, steamboat smuggling, right. they're going to cover all that. Any steamboats that try to smuggle drugs up from the Missouri River to uh, the dam, they can intercept them, row that, out there in canoes. That, that or a barge or something? Yeah, <laughs> giant drug barge. That's right. Just pulling its way up. It's right. <laughs> drop off into Scumbia. Is that the, that's their strategy? I guess so. Uh, yeah, so that was that. So apparently it's going to Laneg, so their, their sheriff's going to uh, buy the 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 four by four, and then he gives it to Laneg, and then they reimburse him. So because Camden County is the first class county that's in the task force, um, all the money and transactions run through them. Now maybe that's why uh, we're in Laneg because the Camden County Sheriff wants to be the head of the task force, and if he was to go to Midmo, I think that would actually be Cole County. So right. they'd have to subordinate themselves to Cole County. So I don't know if there's a political reason why we're still in it. Who knows? Above my pay grade. So um, then there were uh, there were requests for appraisals and surveys of uh, Old Highway 5, which is the parking lot that the county built next to the Ozark Amphitheater. Uh, so they're going to get a survey and appraisal on that. They basically uh, had bids to see who wanted to survey it. And now this is the same parking lot that I think Greg Hasty said Somebody was willing to pay $200,000 for this parking lot mm -hmm. at a meeting. So I guess we're going to find out if that's true because they're going to get an appraisal and they're going to sell it. We talked about the one up there near the amphitheater. Right, just right there uh, off five. And, uh, you know, it's a nice parking lot, I guess. But, like, you think that I could see the Ozark Amphitheater maybe wanting to buy it. You know, I don't, I'm trying to think of any other <laughs> buyers that would be. Well, I mean, and, 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 and quite frankly... What would you do with it at this point? It's a parking lot, and it's pretty much, would you go in? Would you tear it all up? Would you put something else there? I mean, that I think there's a gas line. Sense. There's a gas line that runs under it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a bunch of easements that are going to be needed for power lines and stuff like that. I think uh, uh, Lee was there, and I think he said something like it was uh, four four acres or so mm -hmm. that they could get out of it, probably usable property if they needed to build something on it. So who knows? Well, now, I just look at the area. So you've got Highway 5 that runs right next to it, pretty much. And then you've got uh, North Business 5. What would make sense 
in that uh, particular area because I think essentially what what the new highway was put in there for is to attract business. I mean, that's the hope, I guess, that some of these businesses, somebody starts building along Highway 5 there. Like as you head south towards Laclede County, towards Lebanon, you start to see more businesses as you get a little closer to Lebanon. But what would make sense in a location like that? There was some discussion of uh, building a a new health department building down there for right. the Camden County Health Department. Uh, currently, I believe they're renting from Lake Regional at their facility for like a dollar a year or something like that. Well, there is there, there's the Lake Regional facility, and then the Camden County Health Department is over, and then you've got Medical Missions for Christ that are in that building as right. well. So that's a Lake Regional building, and Camden County Health Department has half of it, and I right. think Medical Missions is the other half. So. Right. Yeah, so that's that's something that's talked about, but then again, that's going to be an expense that you're talking about. Right now, it looks like it makes a great parking lot. And so we'll see. Uh, the other one is uh, there's some HH property. I guess they've got a lot that's across the uh, HH from um, that uh, gas station that's right there at right. Bittersweet, the Bittersweet mm-hmm. Split. What's it called? Lafatas? Uh, it, uh, it's changed names a couple right. of times, but I know it's, it's, it's uh, right there over by the old uh, Carl's supermarket that was up the hill when she turned down Bittersweet. The old Carl's market is right there on the left. Yeah, there's a little Four Seasons Cafe in there that uh, it doesn't look like it's open very often. Right. Um, it, I'm not sure if the Lafada's name is one of those things where you run into out here where it's something that was named like uh, 10 years ago. So unless you've been here for 12 years, you don't know what people are talking about because right. they're using an old name for it. Or it's across the street from the place that burned down six years ago. You know, those kinds of references. Yeah, yeah. right, right. <laughs> yeah, you know you. where it is. It's where the place used to be before it burned down. Yeah, yeah. So, or the stump, that stump where the tree used to be that used to hang over the road. Yeah, that place where you, lots of people used to slide off the road when it would ice up. Yeah, so, so unless you've experienced it, uh, you don't have any idea where it is. But I got you. So, uh, interesting, no, there were no uh, appraisals. Nobody wanted to bid for an appraisal of that property. So, it's kind of like, and I, I kinda, it kind of made me wonder, maybe it's because, uh, appraisals aren't expensive enough to really be worth bidding on. Like, I don't know if appraisers are like, I'm going to put together a bid to bid on this empty lot for right. the county. Um, but the solution we had, you know, where I worked before is we had a list of vendors. So the county would have maybe like a website where vendors could register as county-approved vendors. And so you might have like 10 real estate appraisers that would decide to sign up to be vendors for the county. And that way, if you needed an appraisal done, you could either select randomly we would, or would there'd be a rotation and we'd just rotate. You get the first one, then the next person, and then the next. And that way, if you, if you ever have a problem where you're not happy with the job somebody did, you can take them off. You're, they're no longer county approved. Sure. And we used it for uh, locksmiths, like as police officers, when we had to... Uh, maybe get into a safe on a search warrant or we would kick in a door and someone had to fix the door afterwards and come out. We'd call a locksmith. What about a lockout? Well, I mean, as police, yeah, usually that wasn't a problem for us, but yeah, it could happen. But yeah, so we, but the idea is we'd have a list of county approved vendors. So dispatch would just say who's up on the list. And then they would call that locksmith and have him come out. Uh, so if the county had a website like that, it would be nice to like, who do we go to for asphalt? Who do we go to for this? You just have a list of vendors, and that way when you have a bid that you need, you can take your list of county-approved vendors and send them all out the request for bid so they all get it, and then they can do their bids and send them in and have them all registered on the county website. It would make it easier. It would make it a lot uh, smoother process, sure. Because even something that happened on Thursday's meeting was the r- road and bridge bids, bid openings. Uh-huh. This is like an insane event where there's, 
a cart of bids that's brought in. It's probably like 80 pounds of paper bids on all the things Road and Bridge is going to need all throughout its the year. Mm-hmm. Asphalt, corrugated pipe, everything like culverts. Ike and, said it took like 30 minutes to get through it. Oh, yeah. No, at it, least. And it was funny because Ike was like, wow, this is a lot. And he's kind of like, let's not do this again like this. Right. Like, he goes, I know this is how it always is. He goes, let's basically let this be the last year that we do it this way. Cause it, it's it, like letters for Santa Claus. It was too much. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And, and so that's my point, though. Like, you could have, and the problem is you also have uh, bidders who are saying, um, I want to know what my other, my opponent's bids were. Mm. Like, can I get a copy of my opponent's bid? Because I want to see kind of what happened with it. And I don't know how much I talked about. How Did he talk about this meeting at all? Yeah. Okay. We talked about it a little bit. But no, it's yep. yeah. so interesting to get, be interesting to get your perspective so, on it. So my point with it is if you had a website where the vendors, then you could just say, yeah, so once you bid, right. we're going to do it. And then we'll put all the bids that came in on the website. So vendors can just download the bid and look at it. And so they, it's, it's not like there's any kind of, it's completely transparent. So that's my idea. Makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. So, And like I said, that way you have control. And when someone says, hey, I want to bid on asphalt, you'd say, well, you need to register. Or if it's, I want to bid on a trucking contract, you need to register on the website then and, and we'll approve you. And then that's when you get the insurance. And that's like, I want to be a trucking company for the county. Great. Fill out our registration form, upload copies of your insurance policy, mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff, and we'll approve you as a county vendor and then you'll be on the list for us. That's how other people do it. Do you ever see anything going wrong with that thought process? I mean, because it makes all the sense in the world. It, it, it makes sense if you want to work, you know, if you want to get some county business, if you want to make some some money, uh, you simply fill out the vendor form, you know, and any other requirements or things uh, that, as you mentioned, insurance or uh, whatever else is required. That seems like it would be great, but... Uh, you know, what if somebody says, well, I didn't know about this or, you know, I wasn't aware of it. Uh, how is it that you get that information out to everyone other than just, you know, a, a little newspaper article? Well, I mean, there there was uh, it was advertised on the, our county's website. Mm-hmm. And the the other thing is, like I mentioned, when if you need asphalt or an appraisal or anything and you've got a list, and when you're going to do a request for a bid, you would take that list of county vendors that are registered, and yeah. they would all get emailed. Right. Hey, we've got a project coming no, up. I, yeah. Ten, we're sending out ten notices to each of you because you're all registered. You've already expressed interest in being vendors who service the county. So, hey, you guys, and then you would advertise it also to other people. But the idea, like I would call, uh, for me it came up because I would have to order like forensic software and stuff mm-hmm. for our computer systems. Right. And, and uh, so... I would, a company might be like, hey, we want to bid on this uh, Celebrite st- yeah. software that you're ordering for cell phones. And I would say, that's great, but you're not a county vendor. So you need to go to this website and register. And then as soon as you register, let me know. And then I can give you all the information you need. So you would allow people who are late to the party to still get registered and possibly still participate in the bid process for a particular project, whatever that may be. As long as the deadline for the bid had not passed. See, because I always, I always kind of, in my mind, I envision that person who's late to the party or doesn't know about it and then, you know, gets a full head of steam and goes up and complains about it or, you know, posts something and says, you know, I wasn't uh, made aware of this. I certainly would have liked to have been on the vendors list. Sure. It didn't include me, yada, 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 so on and so forth. And then how do you appease that person? But uh, can you 
do it in such a way that everybody gets some sort of notification. I mean, other than fly a plane over the lake with a banner on it. You know what I mean? And and, 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 right. and obviously that's, well, you well, know what I'm saying. I, I think um, the problem with giving them, let allowing them to come late to the party is there's a possibility that they could see what the other bids look like. Very right? true. So that's, that's it. So I'm pretty rigid on the fact that once the deadline, it's not fair to the other bidders that yeah. they all complied with the deadline and then, you let somebody hop on at the end. You tell a friend who tells a friend who tells a friend who tells a friend. Well, and it's kind of what came up at this meeting when they did the road and bridge bids, the, the, the contracting truck services, where right. there was a question. One of the vendors, the trucking vendors, came, raised his hand and said, hey, uh, I got to get a little bit of problems with the way the bid went out. You know, mm-hmm. the way you guys are describing the way that the contract trucking service would work is not what's actually listed in the bid. Right. And whether that was a correct or not, um, but it's something you want to look into because when they asked the road and bridge administrator, he kind of said, well, I, I mean, I guess there could have been like a cut and paste problem on the contract. And so that was like, okay, time out. Let's stop right here then because if there, if we think there might be a contract problem with the bid request, right. we definitely need to look into that before we award the bid to someone. You know, That's where that 80-pound bag of mail comes into play. Right. Well, it also <laughs> is where uh, this week we might take trying to fix this uh-huh. will avoid a $350,000 lawsuit exactly down the I'm road. Right? Exactly, right. Because, I mean, this guy was actually a pretty good guy because he's saying, hey, I think there's a problem with the contract. He could have easily just waited and said, okay, you awarded the bid, now I'm going to sue. Because then you can win $350,000, you can make that money, and you don't have to do any trucking with the county. <laughs> don't have to lift a finger, don't have to <laughs> Don't have to expend one drop of gasoline. Exactly. 931, our diesel fuel, or whatever it is you use there. 931 is our time. We'll take our final bottom-of-the-hour break, our final break for the morning, our final break for the week. Come back and talk some more with Dave Moffin on The Daily Show on Key Radio. I'm Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, February 24th. Lake Ozark Fire Protection District has added pet oxygen masks to its frontline medic units. The mask will keep pets safe in the event of a fire. The new pet masks come after a recent fire in the district where a resident was saved, but her pets were not. The masks were presented as a donation at Lake Ozark Fire Station Number 1. The St. Charles Boat Show is underway, hosted at the St. Charles Convention Center. It's the only boat show in the St. Louis area for 2023. So if you're a Missouri boater and are looking to prepare for next season, the St. Charles Convention Center event runs through this Sunday. The Lake Pub Crawl, a.k.a. the Mardi Gras Pub Crawl, is bringing three days of fun to Lake of the Ozarks this weekend. Starting today and going through Sunday, the Mardi Gras party does not stop. This year will include parties at Dog Days and Encore, as well as various other pub crawl spots. And transportation is back this year, with buses running on Saturday, starting at 4 in the afternoon until midnight. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Key Radio, K-E-Y-K, keeps you in the know. The Camdenton Area Chamber of Commerce invites you to the 72nd Annual Dogwood Festival taking place April 20th through the 22nd in downtown Camdenton. Festivities include student showcases, food and craft vendors, dinner theater, garage and bake sales, pageants, a carnival, a parade, and so much more. Visit CamdentonChamber.com for event details. Join the fun at the Dogwood Festival April 20th through the 22nd.
Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this TGIF Friday. Doesn't seem like it, but the baseball season is here. Kind of. Spring training games start tomorrow for the Cards and the Royals. Actually, the Royals play today against the Rangers. They'll play the Rangers today and tomorrow. The Cardinals' first spring game is tomorrow against the Nationals. How about that? High school basketball regular season came to an end for Camdenton last night at California. The Lakers are the number six seed in the district tournament. They will play third seed Rolla Wednesday night, next Wednesday night, 9 o'clock in the district tournament. As far as Eldon and Osage, they'll play each other in their district tournament. Eldon, the number five seed, Osage number four, they'll play Monday night to see who stays alive. Versailles, the number one seed in that district, they're 19 and six, and they will play the uh, Eldon Osage winner on Wednesday night. Max Creek boys season came to an end earlier this week, losing in the district semifinals. Max Creek girls, they're still playing after winning the semifinal last night against Humansville. They'll look for a district championship tomorrow night. College basketball tomorrow. Mizzou looking for win number 21 of the season at Georgia. MSU Bears are 15-14. and 14. They'll play Sunday at Indiana State. St. Louis Blues have been struggling big time the last couple of months. They'll be busy at home against the Penguins tomorrow night. And, of course, the Chiefs, the early odds-on favorite to repeat as Super Bowl champions next year. How about that? Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, including the high school basketball coaches show. One more week left. We'll finish off this week talking with the Max Creek coaches after a great season for both the Pirate boys and girls. Next week, we'll talk with the California girls coach ranked in the top ten in the state. Are they going to be able to win a state championship? We'll talk with their coaches. That is the High School Basketball Coaches Show on Lake TV. You can see it every day at 10.02, 2.02, and 6.02. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by our media partners at Lake TV. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Lake TV brings you five local shows to let you know what's going on and help you get to know our area's movers and shakers. Lake TV also brings you live high school football and basketball and a weekly coaches show. Watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90 or absolutely free on Roku, Amazon Fire, and always streaming live at MyLakeTV.com. Key Radio, K-E-Y-K, keeps you in the know. Come to the Camden County Museum in Lynn Creek for the Spring Craft Show at the museum on Wednesday, April 1st from 9.30 to 4 p.m. Admission is free and lunch available by donation. Enjoy a free guided tour of the museum. Call 573-346-7191 for information. Every visitor and resident of Lake of the Ozarks should see the lake's history at the Camden County Museum in Lynn Creek. See it on April 1st. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. 
I'm Bill Mundhausen for Creation Expo. Did God create us to have free will, or are all our choices predetermined? Are we just pawns in a cosmic game, or do our thoughts and actions matter? It's one of those questions we have regarding an all-powerful God. To answer it, I'll quote one of my favorite passages from Deuteronomy chapter 30. It reads, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you might thrive. We're not just playthings for God's entertainment. He wants us to understand the choices before us and to decide to follow him for our own well-being. The question is what believers ought to believe. The world wants to tell us we're victims, that the difficulties we face are because of how we were raised or because of our social status. These may be good excuses, but they don't help us live life to the full. God gives us infinite choices. Choose purposefully. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books. The Lake of the Ozarks Community Radio Station. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. Right back here at 939, Dave Maupin is our guest. Again, Dr. Lisa Thomas on the program on Monday in the 8 o'clock hour. And we've got a few other irons in the fire that we are currently working on. We'd love to... uh, you know, get suggestions from you as to who you would like to see on the daily show or listen to or what have you. And again, we appreciate everybody tuning in. 89.3 keyradio.live, free apps for the iPhone and the Android. You can also get us uh, apparently, uh, you know, you say, uh, what's that uh, What's that magic word that you, 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 you just yell throughout the house and it, all of a sudden it, uh, it comes on. Uh, it reminds me of... Uh, the movie, what is it, 2001, where she says, yes, Dave, or whatever, you know. Oh, the computer? Yeah. Hal. 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 But now we've got, uh, what is it uh, that you holler? Uh, is it, is that Alexa? Alexa. Alexa? Yeah. Alexa. Yes. Yeah, Hal was awesome. That was a great movie. Yeah. I, I mean, if you've ever gone back and watched Space 2001, it's still pretty good. Yeah. But, where he's outside, and he's like... I'm sorry, Dave. Did you forget your helmet? And he sees the helmet, and he's like, "Oh, this robot's going to kill me now." Yeah. <laughs> hey, I wanted to say too, uh, Monica, my wife. It's her birthday today. Yeah. So uh, she's turned 29 again. It's good. She's still still on a roll, uh, and she gets to enjoy this wonderful birthday going down to Branson and uh, being at a dance competition with yeah. my youngest daughter. Oh, okay. And she's not the one dancing. No, <laughs> she could be. <laughs> she's a pretty good dancer. Yeah. Well, Monica, we wish you a happy birthday. And I also want to send congratulations out to Addison Paisley. Took sixth mm-hmm. overall in her particular. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to talk about this particular sport and use this word and put, you know, women in. Because women don't like the word weight class. But that's essentially she won sixth overall in state in her weight class. Yeah, she's only a sophomore, right? She's a junior. A junior, okay. And so, congratulations to Addison Paisley, sixth overall in the state. Now, you have to realize and understand, Jim sent me this. He said, you know, there are 1,900 girls that participated in the state wrestling meet. That's amazing. But they don't all wrestle each other because they're in different weight classes. However, I don't know how many girls were in Addison's weight class. doesn't make any difference. She's a junior, took sixth overall in state, and she'll be uh, an even bigger threat next year. So congratulations to Addison, and congratulations to everyone who participated. Wrestling is just not an easy sport. No, thanks. No. Yep. Absolutely not. I I remember when I was in football, uh, 
you know, we'd be practicing and I'd be dying and the wrestlers would be in our huddle and just be like, oh no, this is nothing compared yeah. to <laughs> They were try, worried about wrestling. Try making up. weight. You either have to take it off or put it on. In most cases, you have to take it off. Do they still cut weight or they've gotten to where now they don't make the guys cut weight anymore? I, I have no clue. I don't know. Because that was a critical part of wrestling. My roommate in college, he was a, he probably wrestled like, uh, I think he wrestled like 135, somewhere around there. And so when he was in college, he was like five foot three, five foot four. Mm-hmm. Little swarthy Greek Greek guy, one of my best friends. His brother wrestled heavyweight in high school. Mm. His brother was six foot four, mm. so that there was a a foot and a one inch difference between them because his brother never had to cut weight, and Mark always had to cut weight. And I still think that's why Mark never grew as much as his older brother, and depriving his body of the necessary nutrients to make him grow. His older brother would be in, at the cafeteria eating spaghetti and meatballs and bread, and Mark would be eating like an orange. <laughs> He He'd be sucking on the rind. That's be, all he gets. They'd be spitting in cups all yeah. day long, yeah. and they'd have to put on the suit and go run in the suit. Yeah. Well, you always knew when you had a wrestler in your class, and, and nothing against wrestlers. Spitting. But, Constant spitting. Well, and, and there was a bit of an aroma. Oh, true. Especially when they were trying to cut weight. Yeah, that's yeah. possible. Yeah. And, and they would be, they'd have this very focused look on their face, and it, doesn't, it, it, it did not make any difference at all what, you know, what was going on in the class. If the wrestler had to cut weight, that was that person's main focus. Yeah, it's rough. I could never have done it. And you'd see guys who were like, like 145. Mm-hmm. In the, those guys are ripped. Yeah. I mean, they were huge yeah. guys yeah. Too, for that size. So it's like, it is interesting how the heavyweights... The the 150s, 160s are actually some of the biggest wrestlers when you see muscle-wise how large they are. Yes, sir. And then you get to the heavyweights and it starts to get a little sloppy. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some big boys. Definitely heavyweight, anything over a certain weight. And I guess you can continue to pile it on up to a certain degree. Yeah, there's no max, right? Is there a max? I don't think there is. You know, you got uh, heavyweight, let's say, 210, 215, taking on uh, 250, 265, sure. maybe close to 300. Who knows? Yeah. I'm sure they had to draw the line somewhere. Like sumo at that point. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> they hand you your little wig and your, your little sumo uh, uh, piece there, whatever you call that, your sumo trunks. Sure. And they, and why am I walking into a circle and throwing rice out to people? Let's see, football is just so much easier. Yeah, it was. You're absolutely right. That in hockey, because we didn't have to cut weight. You, you hoped, like, uh, all get out that you didn't lose a whole lot of weight when you were playing hockey, but it was uh, it was inevitable. Dave Moffin with us, Among the Dogwoods, the blog. You can uh, sign up for that. You go to what? Uh, AmongTheDogwoods.blog? It is Among the Dogwoods. I tried to make it as easy as possible. It's Thank you, Among the Dogwoods.blog. Thank you, and, sir. Uh, yeah, so if you want to sign up, just at the bottom of the homepage, there's a little place where you can put your email address in, hit submit or subscribe or whatever it is, and then you'll get regular updates. Just like me. What's going on? Just like me. I get it uh, each and every time Dave puts out a new one, and you can do the exact same thing. It's so. it's very easy to do. Even even KB can do it. It's yeah, easy. if I can do it, that pretty much <laughs> says it all right there, folks. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. So uh, anything else we want to talk about? We were kind of discussing the bidding process going into the bottom of the hour break. Yeah, I think we kind of covered a lot of that, like as far as my opinion on it and and you know how we think we should do it. I think it it could be I don't think it would be too difficult to have just a website where vendors could register and then they would know who they're going to use. Right. And then like the, my point was too then you can have kind of a random choice where you make from a list of vendors if you do have an issue. Like for my example was our dispatch would just pick we had a rotation that we mm-hmm. would pick for locksmiths stuff like that. Um one of the other things that came out there was a Thursday at the Thursday commission meeting there's a uh, 
DWI grants that came in for the sheriff's office. So they get, uh, they apply for grants. One of the things that that pays for is they have a dedicated DWI unit that works. That's all they do. Right. Um, and then they have, I think, there some of the grants also funded, sounded like maybe it was overtime for guys who wanted to work DWIs also. Uh, the presiding commissioner, Skelton, had a great point, which I thought was important. It was that he liked the fact that the grants were focusing on doing saturation patrolling rather than roadblocks. Yes. Right? So it's like, I know they try to do the roadblocks on HH sometimes. Very unpopular. Cause, and it's kind of like you end up catching a ton of people who aren't doing anything. I mean, when you do the roadblock, you'll see the results. It's like, yeah, we got like two DWIs, but we then you stop like... 800 people while they're just trying to go get groceries or, or just getting off work and trying to get home yeah it's just really annoying that to me would be the worst thing i have to sit here and wait to go through a checkpoint just to get to my house right and the word gets out right too i mean i don't know in some states you have to publicly advertise when you're going to have a checkpoint i'm not sure if missouri is one of those states. you see those cars that are in line all of a sudden they do a yui and well start that's going the, the other way that's what the chase cars for <laughs> that's exactly it yeah <laughs> you better have a chase car that's why motors were good because yeah. the motor could just take off after that guy right uh, but what I was interested in, too, you know, we just legalized marijuana, uh-huh. and so I was interested to know uh, what steps we're taking to see, are we going to have any increased enforcement for DWI, because now we've got uh, people that can smoke marijuana and drive, not that they might not have been doing that previously, but it's definitely going to be more accessible. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was a DRE for LAPD, uh, so I would do, it's called drug recognition evaluations, drug net recognition expert, Sure. and uh, the purpose for that was... Uh, LAPD found in the 70s they started having problems because they would have people that were clearly intoxicated and driving and when they would go and try to take alcohol tests from them they would we call it double zeros so you're like well something's wrong here because this person is out of it and not able to drive but we're not able to get a BAC reading on them so what do we charge them with so DREs are trained to kind of do an evaluation come out and what happened with us is you get certified and then if a unit brought in uh, a, a DUI driver, or D, I guess here it's DWI, okay, to uh, so DWI driver, they would then say, hey, can we get a DRE to come to the station because we got somebody who just came in for drunk driving and they're, they're blowing zeros or very low, like way below, like maybe a point, point oh four or something. So you'd come out and do an evaluation of them and you could kind of determine, yeah, I think he's under the influence of meth or maybe a combo. And uh, the the reason is it's important with marijuana, and this is anecdotal. This is based on my experience. I think there have been some traffic studies. When we would get blood results back from major traffic collisions, like big ones where there are injuries and maybe maybe even fatalities, mm-hmm. um, you didn't see a lot of people that were THC only, like marijuana only. You didn't see a lot of people necessarily. Some people might be alcohol only. But what we did see was combos, what we called combos, THC and alcohol. THC, alcohol, and some other drug, THC. One of the common combo components was THC, but in combination with something else. Because, you know, not everybody just smokes weed. They might mm-hmm. smoke weed and drink beers or drink alcohol and smoke weed. And that combination of those two things, you've got a, a marijuana that's a, a central nervous system stimulant, and you've got alcohol that's a depressant. Mm-hmm. And so that's not a good combination to combine those two things together and then drive. And I think we saw it, uh, there was a, uh, DWI arrest recently uh, I think it was on the 54 someone had crashed mm-hmm. and she, like she tried to headbutt the EMT and stuff and there's all this crazy stuff about it but I, I if I'm correct I think when the, the toxicology came back on that I think it was a combo of THC and alcohol 
And that's, people don't realize it can have that kind of impact. So it's not as much that you got drivers that are going to be smoking legal marijuana uh, driving, though that can happen. I think it's going to be that you're going to have people who are smoking marijuana and drinking and then driving, and that's going to create much more problems down the road. If you have access to it, do you think it makes sense to bring in a drug dog? Yeah, I mean, we've, I think we, I think Camden County Sheriff's Office has tried to have a canine program. Mm -hmm. I don't think it, I don't, from my understanding, I don't know if it worked out. I don't know if they currently have a canine. Mm -hmm. Canines are tricky too, because it's, the real investment is the handler. Right. You know, you got to have somebody who's really good with a dog. So it's not something you can just hand a dog off to someone and say, okay, now you're going to be our canine handler. You got to have somebody who's really into handling a canine, but, but yeah, the, the drug dogs are good, but I mean, the problem is it's, if it's DWI, I mean, are they even going to have marijuana in the car? I mean, it might just be something where they smoked at a friend's house and drank a bunch of beers. Now they're trying to drive home mm-hmm. and then they get into a really bad traffic collision. So, so that was my question. Uh, and I guess from what I heard from the sheriff's office, uh, they have a, a newer guy who's assigned to the DWI units doing a really good job, uh, but there's some deal where he's got to have a certain number of DWI arrests before he can qualify to go to DRE school. Because mm-hmm. being a DRE is kind of an elite uh, position. I did it because I was interested in making drug arrests. And so for us, it was probable cause to uh, make a drug arrest. If I could see that somebody was un- under the influence mm-hmm. of drugs, I could then have probable cause to search them for drugs and we usually find drugs right find drugs in their car because mm-hmm. you know you'd pull somebody over uh at night in a or even in the daylight in los angeles you look at them and their their eyes are like dilated like like moon eyes yeah and you're like okay buddy you're clearly or or it'd be nighttime and their eye pupils would be tiny little you're like, I think we got some heroin. What are you doing, bud? Because you're, it's really dark. I'm looking at my partner. His pupils are really big because it's dark, yeah. and your pupils are super tiny. <laughs> so those are the kind of telltale signs you learn to look for. You know, I wonder though, and you just, you just uh, kind of piqued my curiosity in the sense that I wonder if you would be able to lend your years of expertise in law enforcement to help out locally with certain things. Uh, probably not doing a drug evaluation, but <laughs> it's been a while. You have to stay certified. Part of the problem is yeah. you've got to keep doing them. Right. In fact, when we did the training in LAPD at the DRE school, uh, for our graduation, they would put us in patrol cars and say, go find somebody on drugs and bring them back to the jail. And, you know, I think that might be harder here. Maybe not. Um, in Los Angeles, it's pretty easy to just drive around. After five or six blocks, you'd be like, uh, that guy walking down the street. <laughs> and then you'd go, and sure enough, <laughs> he's, he's high or something. Yeah. And you could just do a quick evaluation on him and, and see what was up with them. I'm sure they – I don't know how well that played out in court where, like, the source of activity was I needed to find someone under the influence of drugs so I could like graduate, graduate. <laughs> from DRE school. And then I saw this guy walking down the street. They're probably like, you picked the wrong day to go out for a stroll after you got high. Yeah, and it might have been that the DA's office was like, yeah, good job, guys. We're not filing any of these cases <laughs> because we're not really. And so the our goal was always at the end of making the evaluation, we would get a urine sample. Today's your lucky day, pal. You get to you get off scot-free. Yeah, so they well, it'd usually be confirmed by urine. We'd yeah. get them. To, but it, it was, you know, they, they we'd have a little tube that had a little white powder in it that was a preservative. And so the guys would always be like, the when you get the 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 guy who's under the influence and you'd be like, okay, now I just need you to pee into this little test tube. They'd always look at the test tube and see the powder at the bottom of it and be like, I'm not doing that. There's meth in there. 
<laughs> we were trying to. I'm like, I don't think that's how it works. No. But like, and you try to explain them that it's a preservative. They they would be like, think it's cocaine or something inside the tube because it looked like powder. Yeah, gotcha. But yeah, that's how we did it. But yeah, I mean, I I'm always willing to help anybody. So I'm sure, I'm sure those guys know what they're doing over there. But they ever needed advice? I just think it's something that needs to be considered because we need to be aware that with with when and then whenever you legalize something that's been illegal for years, uh, you're suddenly making it available to people who it was not available to. Yeah, yeah. There were people who could buy marijuana, and they did buy marijuana, probably uh, legally, illegally, like legally with a, uh, a med- medical card or illegally through someone else. Um, but anytime you make it suddenly available, yeah, you're going to have an increase in usage, and so you might have people who are trying marijuana who've never tried marijuana before, or Tried marijuana back in the 70s when it did not have the THC levels that it has now. And so they're going to use the same amount that maybe smoked the same amount that they thought they could smoke back in 1974. And they're in for a big shock <laughs> once it starts to hit. Very true. Oh, yeah. So, and I think people think, oh, marijuana kind of is a chill drug. It's kind of a relaxing drug. I'm, it's not. It's actually not. It's going to stimulate you. So it's it's going to raise your pulse rate. It's going to do stuff like that to you. Uh, it's not it's not lowering you the way alcohol will. So that's it. That's what we learned. So yeah. so yeah. So I I brought that up just again running my big mouth at a meeting to tell them what I think about things. So well, you've got a little you know you've got a little uh, stake of the game. Yeah, I just think I like to help. I'm here to help. How's that? I wish more people would say that. I really do. No, I I I would say that that I think is. Uh, it's a perfect approach, you know. That's and and that was kind of uh, what I could talked about when he was campaigning, getting people in the community that have experience in certain fields that are maybe here, that live here, they're retired, they just want to have a little, uh, you know, a little involvement in the community. And what a great way to do that! I mean, you you probably have a number. I, I've met a number of firefighters, a number of members of law enforcement, people that uh, have their own personal opinions on things, but at the same time, they know how the system works. I mean, it's not that. Uh, that difficult. It's not like trying to reinvent the wheel. In some instances it is, because we talked about that with Ike last hour, especially with the legalization of, of, of recreational marijuana. This brings a whole new chapter to law enforcement and how they handle things and how they handle things in terms of maybe something that doesn't necessarily require a major crackdown like it used to. And maybe crack wasn't the right word to use there, but at the same time, <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? It doesn't require the same uh, – you don't address the problem the same because now marijuana is recreationally legal in the state of Missouri like medical marijuana. And so it just kind of changes the face of a lot of things. Yeah, and so, you know, this might be a better topic, uh, what I'm going to talk about now for maybe like a Fozzie or Rochelle to talk about. But one of the questions that comes up is, okay, so we're talking about DWI marijuana right. now. Um, what's the standard for measuring how much marijuana? We know we know what the blood alcohol level is. We talked about that. We sure you know, it's kind of a tough thing. So what you're going to need, I think, is, uh, and what this is the advantage of having a DRE, is really good field sobriety tests on someone. And, and you know, like, uh, you know, could they walk straight? Mm. Could they could they focus their attention? Like, And s- some of it is... Uh, you know, you give someone a test, hey, I need you to say the alphabet or I need you to touch, close your eyes and touch your hand, fingered your nose or whatever the FSTs are out here. Um, a lot of it is not actually measuring the 
how they do the act. It's imagining measuring things like time distortion, like uh, count to 10 or how many seconds did you think you had your eyes closed for? And you see that they, they are not able to measure. Like they'll mm -hmm. say, oh, I had it closed for this amount or, you know, that kind of thing. You start to see things and you're making observations as you're an officer, mm -hmm. like they're swaying back and forth or a lot of it's, could they follow instructions? And it's not just balance and stuff like that. They just plumb fell down. Yeah. I mean, some, well, some of them you'll, you'll go to do an FST and they're too drunk. It's dangerous to try to do it. Like they might fall and hit their head or something. So you don't always have F FSTs that you can use. But all that is building probable cause for why you would have them. Because at some point you have to justify why are you going to take them off the street and go have them blow into a breathalyzer, uh -huh. right? right? So that's the whole battle there. How do I establish, did I have enough probable cause to, to take this person's freedom away, which you're in fact doing, handcuff them, transport them to the station or to the hospital, wherever you're gonna get the blood draw or the breathalyzer test. Mm -hmm. You gotta justify why you did that. If you don't have enough probable cause to justify why you did that in the first place, you're in court, the, the results of the alcohol test is, is going to be thrown out. Mm -hmm. um, now, they might lose their driver's license anyway based on some administrative penalty through DMV or, uh, you know, because it's an automatic revocation because, you know, driving's, driving's not a right. Driving's a privilege. And so usually most DMVs have rules. Like if you blow over this, you're automatically losing your license. Or if you refuse to blow on the breathalyzer, it's an automatic suspension or something like that. Maybe that's why we're focusing on this uh, inadvertently and in a subconscious sort of way, because this is pub crawl weekend at the Lake of the Ozarks. <laughs> I guess it's so, typical. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that uh, we're, we're just trying to put the word out, folks. Go out, have fun, uh, enjoy yourselves, but uh, be cognizant uh, of what it is you're doing, who you're with, what's going on around you. Thank you, Mr. Moppin. Appreciate your time. We'll see you back here next Friday. And uh, you have a wonderful weekend. We will get together on Monday morning at 8 a.m. and uh, talk in our first hour with Dr. Lisa Thomas and find out what's going on up there in Jefferson City. You've been listening to The Daily Show on Key Radio, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri.